what lies in store for you. There's so many things to see and do. Summer, winter, spring, or fall. Your home in the Rockies has it all. So get up, get ready to start your day. The coffee's brewing, you're on your way. The fun is waiting outside your door. Good morning, Vale. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Sunday edition of TV8. Vale, we are having a great morning for you guys. I can't wait to tell you all about my guest this morning. If you like inventions, if you ever watch Shark Tank or anything like that, I've got one of those type of people here with us today, and you're going to learn a brand new invention that will keep you off your knees. I'll let you figure that out in a little bit. And it's a great week starting Tomorrow, we have a lot of great things going on. I just want to give you a couple of lineups of things that we have coming on. We are ramping up for the AMP. Gerald Ford Amphitheater has so many amazing things happening. And on the 20th through the 23rd, they have a big spring opening festival that they're going to have. It's brand new. It's going to be the first year that they decide to do this. And they're going to have big, gigantic DJ Pee Wee and all kinds of other fun, really great people out there to entertain us and bring us right into spring and summer season. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, the Villar Performing Arts Center, they have amazing, amazing, great things coming up. They're going to kick off summer with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. That's going to be a blast. And they have so many great things for the entire family. There's a big magic show coming up and so much more. Just go to VillarPAC.org to get tickets to the Villar Center and GRFAVail.com to find out what's going on at the Gerald Ford Amphitheater. And it's all through the Vail Valley Foundation. They do such an amazing job bringing entertainment and fundraisers and light to our Vail Valley. So that's something important. I also want to bring up something else. Not everybody now is excited about working from home. You know, during the pandemic, everybody found little things to do, but not everybody's cut out to be at home, work at home, or be an internet superstar. There are so many jobs right here in our Vale Valley where you can live and play and work and have an amazing experience. So if you're really looking for jobs, check out the social media. There is also something called mountaincareers.com that is fully for Eagle and Summit counties, and there's so many jobs out there. So if you're looking for work and you think that there's some nothing out there, well, you're wrong. There's a lot of things out there. We just have to get out there and get involved and get ready to start a new career today here in the Vale Valley. You will just enjoy so many great things that we have to offer here. So check it out today, mountaincareers.com. I want to remind everybody about this wonderful event Project Funway. Our very own Maddie is going to, for the second year in a row, she's going to be hosting this wonderful thing. Now, all the clothes that they make are anything but fabric. So you can see somebody maybe walking around with corkscrews as a gown. You never know. I thought of something with cupcake rack wrappers one day, but I didn't have time to figure it out. But it's all going to take place on Saturday, April 1st at the Dobson Arena in Vail, and the doors open at 5.30, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful experience for everybody. Something else that's really exciting is starting tomorrow, Good Morning Vail on TV8 goes to two hours. That's right, our program will be two hours long starting tomorrow. It's the inception of our two-hour show, and then we're going to continue on 
throughout the week, every single weekday for two hours on Good Morning Vale for you guys because we have a lot of content and a lot of wonderful people that we like to bring on to show you about. Now, I want to take a look at the day today. We're going to see what's going on with the weather to see what your beautiful Sunday looks like. As of 8 a.m., 30%, 30 degrees for your temperature, and then we have a high of 34 today. We have 70% chance of snowfall for the afternoon. Winds, winds will be west 5 to 10 miles per hour, which will make it feel a little bit chillier out there when you're out there. Get your layers on, everybody. Taking a look at the full day, snow showers throughout the afternoon. By noon, 32 degrees. By 4 p.m., 33 degrees. Snow showers are definitely likely. By 8 p.m., 31 degrees with more snow showers. Taking a look right now at the I-70 corridor. What's going on in Denver? 45 degrees and partly cloudy skies. Cloudy skies throughout the Eagle Valley Vale. 70% chance of snowfall. And 34 degrees for your high, and then 40 degrees for your high in Eagle, 60% chance of snowfall, 70% chance in Avon with 37 degrees. Taking a look right now at your overnight, 25 degrees overnight while we sleep, 60% chance of snow as well. Winds is southwest, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Taking a look at the full day, snow calms down a little bit for the beginning of the week, 15% chance of the same, 38 for your high tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, 29 degrees for your low. So you're noticing the lows are a little bit higher this week coming up. 10% of snow for Tuesday, 44 degrees for your high and 33 for your low. 60% chance kicks off more snow in the middle of the week. 44% chance of your high. <laughs> 27 degrees for your low by Thursday. 60% chance of snow showers in the afternoon and then 31% for your high gets a little lower in the evening, 13 degrees for your low. By Friday, we get mostly cloudy skies, 31 for your high and 13 degrees for your low. And hopefully you guys remember to change your clocks because it is daylight savings time. And something else you want to remember to do is check your smoke detector batteries and those carbon monoxide batteries because this is the time of year you want to make sure everything is fresh and ready to keep us all safe at home. Now we're going to take a look at your snow report. This resort report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. Taking a look at your snow right now, we're going to go on over to Beaver Creek. Look at this, 16 inches of brand new snow in the last 24 and 48 hours. That's a lot of snow, everybody. I know you're going to get out there and be powder deep. Your season total already is 272 inches. 58 inches is your base depth. Your Beaver Creek lifts are from 8.30 to 3.30 today. So get out there and enjoy all of the wonderful lifts and everything else. 25 of those lifts are open. Trails, 163 trails are available to everybody. 98% of that terrain is available to everybody in Beaver Creek. Taking a look over at Vail, 10%, oh my God, 10 inches of brand new snow in the last 24 and 48 hours. That is incredible. Your season total is record-breaking, 286 inches for the season to date. It feels more like February snow than March snow. 70 inches is your base depth in Vail. Your lift hours are 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. You have 33 lifts to get to. 275 trails are open, which gives you 100% of that terrain available. That is incredible. Sun and Ski are your sponsors for your snow report today. They are located here in Avon. Get on over there to get all your winter gear, lots of accessories, clothing, hats, and something for every season of the year. That's Sun and Ski. That's a look at your snow report, and we'll be back with more show after this.
Welcome back to the show. We're standing here in the beautiful C. Anthony Gallery with one of the most collected contemporary photographers in the world, and that's David Yarrow. Thank you so much for being here to chat be with here. you. It's great to be here. It's, uh, I know it's a very special place, Beaver Creek, and uh, coming here in Vail, we meet so many old friends, so it's, it's not work. It's, it's great fun to come up here. Well, we love when you come up here, only because your work is so phenomenal. You're taking our galleries by storm right now, and we've got so many incredible pieces around us, but you've really created a brand for yourself. So who is David Yarrow? Uh, David Yarrow is uh, a Scotsman in the late summer of his life, um, <laughs> trying finally to make an honest living. Um, he uh, is a father, uh, and my son's with me uh, now, and uh, we collaborate with many great Americans, and uh, it's it's an honor to work with some of the people that we work with, and it's an honor to work with some of the galleries that we work with. I have been a photographer for um, probably 30, 40 years. I started taking first paid pictures when I was 17. Wow. So it's, when people say, you've been an overnight success, I say, well, not really. It's been 40 years, <laughs> um, and there have been a lot of bumps on the road. Um, but there's been a constancy and a determination to create art that, that engages people. And I think maybe my mother was an artist, and um, I learned a lot from what she got right and a lot what she got wrong. Um, but I, I think artists should maybe think a little bit more about what the buyer is looking for. And we're very focused on what people want rather than what we can necessarily take. Which I think you do such a great job of capturing all of these incredible pieces and you've done such a wonderful job throughout your entire career because you have so many different varieties but you've really been focusing on this theme of the West. So what kind of drew you to the West? Um, well, I think Taylor Sheridan's also very focused on the West at the moment with uh, 1883 and the new series. And I think the second half of the 19th century in your country uh, is the greatest st story ever told partly because of the characters, the character-rich people, and partly because it was played out against uh, the most extraordinary landscapes and backdrops, and the Colorado being a case in point, because you have these extraordinary canyons, uh, box canyons like Telluride and Creed that we love to film in. So it's the a, it's a character richness of the second half of the 19th century that allows you, as a storyteller, you've got so much material to play with. Well, so what helped you discover America West as you were kind of starting this inspiration in all of these great works of art? Because we have so many of them around us right now. Um, I think all artists, they copy. They, they, they get ideas from seeing the work of others. Um, I remember when we filmed in Telluride, we were very conscious of the fact that uh, Tarantino shot The Hateful Eight very close to where we're filming. So inevitably, you go and watch it, and you go and watch it again. Um, he himself said that, artists tend to have very few original ideas, you get thrown ideas from the things that you see. Uh, and uh, I think there is so much potential still. Colorado, Montana, Texas, uh, Wyoming, um, they're all places that we feel that we haven't really done more than scratch the surface of. There are some incredible places to shoot here, and we're always so lucky when we have you in our community taking some great pictures. Now, your work has been insanely successful throughout the U.S. Now, you've worked with some very large icons, and so who has been kind of the biggest standout to you and why? Um, well, we're photographing with a very big icon next week, but we can't say who <laughs> it is right now, other than the fact I think New Yorkers uh, are very fond of him. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I guess here looking around, I mean, I've worked with Cindy Crawford a lot, and uh, she is a true icon, and my team all think that she is uh, 
the best of the best in terms of professionalism, charm, the way she treats people. Uh, and uh, she's a beautiful person inside as, as, as well as out. Um, so it's, um, and when you work with the best like that, it keeps you on the top of your game, which I like to be, but I don't want to get, I don't want to go backwards. Um, but we've also worked with uh, a load of people from, from the, the world of Hollywood and sport. Um, and, you know, I know Russell's not had the greatest of seasons at the Broncos, but uh, I think there are many people other than Russell that would probably take a bit of responsibility for that. But he's been great to work with as well. Which is so cool, and it gives you so many wonderful opportunities. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the philanthropy side of things, because you are a very large philanthropist, and you're very involved with your work, and you make sure your work is very involved with it. So can you give us some more information on that? Um, I think it just gives an added uh, purpose to what we do. It also allows me to work with people perhaps that I wouldn't get the access to if I just said, here's a project that's purely for financial gain. Whereas we turn around and say, here's a project whereby we could give a million dollars back to a pediatric cancer hospital or something like that. I think it encouraged them to get involved in something that's slightly different. I think also for for everyone, it doesn't matter whether you're your age or my age, I think contextuality is important. We're very blessed being in a ski resort like this on a beautiful day. But there are people that are far less fortunate than us. And spending time with them, I think, lends uh, contextuality to what you do um, and humility. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm an artist, but I'm a father, first and foremost. That's the most important thing for me. And I loved seeing your son come in with you. You guys both had gigantic smiles on your faces. Yeah, yeah, He's here helping you set up everything. Because, because when we're coming, coming through, there was someone giving a critique of the work inside. Oh. And they didn't know that the artist was walking past. And they went, <laughs> yeah, the pictures are, well, whatever. But the sculptures are really good. So we thought, <laughs> that, we thought that was very entertaining. Oh. Might, and the, everyone's entitled to a view. Right. Well, sometimes you catch those right at the right moment, and you get them as you're walking into your own gallery show. My middle name's going to be whatever now. <laughs> it's like they're whatever. Now, you just released a new book, so can you give us some more information about the new book, what people can expect from it, and where people can find it? Well, hopefully not on eBay from the people that bought it last night, <laughs> but hopefully uh, you can get it in Barnes & Noble. You can get it, obviously, on Amazon. Um, you can get it here, where it's going to be signed. Um, the proceeds... Uh, uh, it's all for charity. You know, books, there's no money in books unless you write about wizards or uh, <laughs> werewolves or pasta. Um, but um, it's a, like a nice business card, but if it helps raise money as well. It's a book of stories. I'm a storyteller. Um, and it's just a collection of stories and some of the photographs we've taken. Which I think is so cool. Now, I do want to ask you, because you are known for selling such incredible pieces of art. You've curated such a collection. Now, you've had pieces sell for up to $100,000. What's next for you? I've got to get some sleep. Um, <laughs> my, my, I'm Scottish, and our uh, rugby team have a very important rugby match tomorrow, so I'm going to be scrambling around trying to find somewhere. And, and I know it's not on here, but we'll find a way to watch that at 8 o'clock. Um, we're always... You know, being an artist is a journey. It's the journey that matters. It's not the final destination. I don't know what I'm going to be photographing in a year's time, but it'll be a journey. I didn't know what I would be photographing last week, a year, a year ago. So, but the thing, the key thing is always to be authentic and try and do different stuff. Um, I'm not quite sure where we'll be in three months' time, but I know where we'll be in the last next six to eight weeks, and uh, we've got some exciting projects in New York next week. 
Well, we're excited to see those upcoming projects. Now, if you had to give one piece of advice to a younger David Yarrow right now, what would you say to him? <laughs> one piece of advice. Uh, I think, um, I think uh, the most important thing of advice I give to every aspiring photographer is make sure no one can be a bigger critic of your work than yourself. To be really tough on yourself. Um, we're very tough on ourselves. You know, last year, I don't think I, I was, I did a particularly had a particularly good year creatively. I think maybe I took four strong pictures. We're and this year, I've taken two so far this year. So, if we can do five a year, I see too many people t using their uh, website as a sort of photo dump, mm -hmm. and they go away for a week to mm -hmm. somewhere and they put a hundred pictures on the. Are you really saying that every hour you take a picture the world needs to see? That's exceptional. You must be exceptionally talented to do that. So our goal is five, five pictures in a year. Um, and the other thing, I think, is to read. To read and research. And when I was 20, by the time I was 25, I knew the business model of every relevant contemporary photographer in the world. That was my job, just to understand what they were getting right and what they were getting wrong. Ansel Adams, your most famous photographer, said photography is about the work of others learning from the work of others, seeing things you like and things you don't like. Photography is not about a camera, it's about your heart. I think too many people obsess about camera settings and camera manuals. My biggest fear is, you know, one of these events, some camera geek asks me a question about 285 of the manual, and I have no idea what they're talking about. So I'm much more, it's all about your heart and your soul, it's not about the piece of metal in front of you. Which I think is so important. Now, we've got some great images around us right now and some very well-curated images around us. And so can you tell me just a little bit more about what the curation process is like? Well, if, if you're in charge of staging a picture, so there's no element of spontaneity, it is beholden on you to have uh, a compositional balance. And if you're trying to use uh, one picture, one 250th second to uh, tell a story, you've got to make every part of the frame sweat. So you've got to make sure there's no tension points, that every part of the picture has a role to play in telling a story. So if you, if you carefully compose a picture, it's almost like you've got to have a surgeon's eye for detail, um, which is a long way from where I started photographing sport or skiing, like up here, um, where it's more spontaneous. You're capturing a moment, but you, you're taking a picture rather than making a picture. I'm, I make pictures, and I'm very unapologetic about that. I think if you're simply taking a picture, there's an ex extent to which it, it might not be art, because art does involve a degree of preconception, whereas if it's just capturing something that happens in front of your camera, there hasn't, by definition, been that preconception. That doesn't mean it can't be a great picture, but the creative process is fairly stunted because um, there hasn't been a preconception behind it. Which I think is so cool, and I think it's so incredible to have you here in our community joining us, giving us all this great information. David Yarrow, a legend here in Beaver Creek at the Sea Anthony Gallery. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and giving us all this great information, and thank you for the inspiration that you carry through all your work. Bless you. You're very kind. Thank you. Make sure that you make your way up to the Sea Anthony Gallery. You check out his incredible artwork because there are so many amazing pieces throughout our community, and you can definitely find a bunch of them up here at the Sea Anthony Gallery. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we've got more of the show, so stay tuned.
Welcome back to the show. If this is an issue for you that you are looking at on the screen, you have a dog and he's constantly throwing the balls under the sofa or the bones, or, you know, he's sniffing around crying and you're like, where's the bone? Where's the stuff? And then you have to stick your hand under the couch and come back up with a bunch of tumbleweeds and all that good stuff. And if you have kids, they like to throw their stuff around too. Baby bottles and binkies and all that other great stuff. Well, we have somebody super special here. Her name is Debbie Goble, and I brought her in because I love to bring in empowering women, and this is a woman inventor. We're talking Shark Tank style here, everybody. I can't wait to chat with you. This is Cindy, everybody. Hi, girl. Hi, Debbie. Oh, oh my God! I That's said Cindy. My sister. That's so funny. Her <laughs> sister's name is Cindy, and I've known them for like thirty years. So yes. I just went ahead and called you Cindy, didn't I? You sure did. <laughs> that is really sad. This is Debbie, everybody. Oh my God! Sorry about that. No worries. Anyways, Debbie has invented something that will keep us off the floor, keep our arms out from under the sofas, keep us from struggling trying to find binkies and balls. So tell us all about Leo's bumper backs. So Leo's bumper backs, I came out with because I was always moving the couch away from the wall. I call it the least funnest game ever. <laughs> I throw the ball, it doesn't matter. It's like a Bermuda Triangle. It always ends up underneath the couch. So one day I just said, I need something to bump this back with. And that's kind of how Bumper Back's journey started. And then um, I got to work on building a prototype. I went through a gazillion materials. Nice. I, you just don't understand. But to find a universal material, I finally came up with that, made it myself, and here I am. Well, I'm impressed because, <laughs> like I said, I've known you a really long time. And the idea is it's going to be able to fit under a standardized couch. And what you do is, it's obviously, if you can see it in front of the sofa, I don't think people can see it right now, but they're easily to assemble, easily to assemble, that was great English, <laughs> easy to assemble, you know, it's so it's something for everybody, and it's really incredible. How did you come up, yeah, see, look, looking at the screen right now, you can see, that's the fabric, so it's bouncy and pliable, and if the ball goes rolling, it's not going any further, and now you can see how you easily get to put it together. It's something that's so simple for everybody to use. There it goes, boing, see? So I think your product is amazing. What made you come up with this idea besides the Bermuda Triangle under the couch? Like you named it Leo's Bumper Backs. Is that after your pooch? So Leo was my dog. He's uh, unfortunately had passed away. Mm. Um, so I wanted to put him in there, but it literally was that simple. I was sitting on a couch with a friend and it, the ball went under and I said, I needed something to bump it back with. And I was like, hmm, Bumper Backs. And I, I went for the name first, and oh. I started with the name. I was like, it has to be called Bumperbacks. And so after I got that trademarked, and then I went through all these different materials because, you know, you can't have cut of pieces, you can't have stuff sticking to the floor. You just need something, to, as my product does, to go under, keep everything out. It keeps not only uh, dog toys out, dust and pet hair. Um, for all you allergy sufferers, you can pull it right back out. You can wipe it down anytime you want. You just pop it in and pop it out, and it's that simple. And what you said is really huge because, I, like I said, I, I pull out dust bunnies because tumbleweeds because so, many, so much stuff rolls under there. And even with the bumper back, that would probably prevent that as well. It does. So my patent-pending flexible foam is, does no dog hair sticks to it. 
So you don't have, it doesn't go past it. It's not going to be on your product. You're not going to pull out something that's, you know, super dirty. It's just not going under. Nothing right. will go underneath your couch ever again, I promise you. Cleanliness, <laughs> happiness, dogs are happy, kids are happy. The humans are happy. The adults are happy. That's just an incredible, incredible thing. And the fact that you sat down, I always think ideas are born out of necessity. Whenever you think of something that we need, and then you can come up with an idea for a solution, that's where it's a winning situation. And that's what I think is going to happen with you for sure. Um, when you sat down, you literally hand made your first prototype. Yes, if you could see that up front, I don't think you can. I literally sewed this together with fishing line in the beginning. Wow. Um, foam and fishing line is no easy joke. I bet. It was just crazy, but I'm like, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. And the original prototype has held up for two years now, um, thousand hours of filming. Uh, that thing's been popped under and popped out more times than... Uh, and it's just you showed up with it all bent and rubber band and then boom it came right back out so you can even travel with it because it's not super heavy and it's not bulky and you can fold it up and make it fit into a suitcase so it's not like you can't take it with you if you needed to which makes it great for shipping so it's, oh. it's feather light for shipping yes yeah, so i actually took my prototype at one time i rubber banded it in broccoli rubber bands i put it in a men's shoe box for a month and left it in there a men's shoe box yeah men's shoe box this big and I left it in there for a month and i was like all right let's see what happens and it just popped right back out to normal that's incredible so you found the proper materials and everything like that and you said you're patent pending how does somebody I we have a lot of inventive people here in the Vale Valley how did you get started did you go on to Kickstarter how did you go about getting yourself involved with your so invention? now I'm on Kickstarter which okay. uh, you all should uh, be showing the link um, but no I went through a whole different process to where like I said the name was really important to me so I trademarked that first okay and then um, I built a prototype and then I patented Oh, okay. So that's the that's the proper way to go I'm, about the different steps. I'm not sure if it's the proper way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what like, the way I did it. A lot yeah. of um, I, I wanted a whole uh, company shelled first, um, right? To have for my product. So and uh, what separates this product from anything else that might be similar to it that I've seen that are not attractive to me at all? So the only thing that's out there that I have um, seen are little strips right. of plastic. And you pull it. And you have to stick them to your floor and they're not universal. So mm -hmm. my, the flexible foam, what's great about it is you can flat, how, no matter how low your couch is, you can flatten it down or it pops back out. So it's gonna fit under anybody's couch. Right. So those little, uh, I've seen some little strips or something. Um, yeah. I've seen them as tacky you have too. To, and, Another big thing for me was I didn't want any choking hazards. So it is just purely the foam. There's no rings. There's no pieces. There's nothing that's going to fall on the floor, get your little ones hurt, or, you know, I just did not want that. There was a time I was going to make it out of uh, clear plastic tracks. And I was like, no, this doesn't work. Right. The product just doesn't work. And, and it would which, be heavier. And it just, nobody wants to build anything. So nobody wants to take, like, you know, 
12 pieces of 12 feet and stick them to the ground where they can't like move their couch and then their dog could possibly pull one out and choke on that okay and so when bumper backs goes in it gets pushed under your couch nobody messes with you it forget about and it. you forget about it and you just mentioned something you know how many times have you ordered something that looks perfect and then you order it and it comes in a box with like a thousand pieces and you have to sit there and scramble and figure out how to put it together that's what i love about this it's going to come in your three pieces and you're going to just boop boop and slide it under and there you go it's just it's something that's simple yet really necessary like i said when you find something that is useful and you put your mind to it and you can make it happen that's a beautiful thing. Not everybody gets up and gets the productive nature in their body. So I think it's wonderful that you thought of something incredible and you ran with it. And now here you are. Very excited to be it. here. Yes. And it yeah. was a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I know it is. But yeah. I mean, I think all things that are successful take a little chaos and a little hard work. And then it ends up being something super special. How do people find you so they can maybe make an order or learn more about this? So right now I just launched my Kickstarter literally like two days ago. Okay. Um, so simple, easy. Um, you could go to Kickstarter and just put in bumper backs. That's B-U-M-P-E-R-B-A-C-K-S. <laughs> in the search bar and you can find it that way or the link that uh, Good Morning Vale is providing you with that will take you right there um, or you can go to uh, DebbieBumperbacks.com uh, and leave me an email. Oh, that's perfect. Bumperbacks.com. You cannot forget that. And do you, by any chance, I know you've already had an order, your first order coming? I had three since we last night. I didn't even no get to tell way. you this morning. Yes. That is so exciting. <laughs> okay, three orders for only just less than a week on quick, on uh, Kickstarter. A day. a day. All right. So not only does that show you that if you have an idea, you can really get out there and make things happen. But when you're ready for something like this, it can really be a reality. And that's what you've done. You've made something that's a little bit of a dream into a reality. And there it is. And do you, you probably don't know how long it takes from production to get to the person yet. Do you? So for right now, the, yes, there is oh. a date. Like if, so if you go to Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter, you will uh, receive your product by uh, August or sooner. Okay. So, yes. That's amazing. So it doesn't even take that long. Make your home super comfortable and happy without all the dust bunnies and all the balls that are under the couch. And, uh, like, even, like, the bully sticks, I mean... They just will throw anything under there. Everything and then goes they under will there. Just... I find shoes underneath my couch. <laughs> I find mail underneath my couch. Well, I used to. Right. <laughs> I mean, literally everything. I have a good friend, Anthony, that um, he, his keys always end up under the couch. He's like, oh, my God, Debbie, this is brilliant. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Stuff goes underneath the couch. That's crazy. Well, hopefully we're going to get some local stores to carry your line as well. You know, a couple of the pet stores here locally, because that would be a wonderful thing for them, too, just to have the product. But I'll tell you what, you guys, if you're really interested in having something for your home that keeps it neat and it's safe and there are no lost parts, there's no things rolling around, it's easy to assemble, it comes to your home and you put it under your couch and no more mess, and that's a beautiful thing, and no more getting down. I don't know, you get to a certain age, you go down on the floor, it takes you a lot longer to get back up, so, you know, <laughs> it's kind of nice to have 
bumper backs, Leo's bumper backs. Debbie, I can't thank you enough for being here with me this morning. She had a long journey to get here, so I appreciate you coming here on the show to show your amazing product and to show everybody that if you want it bad enough, you can have it. And I so appreciate you guys for having me. This has been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Oh, it's my pleasure. This is Debbie Goble, everybody. She is the inventor of Leo's bumper bags. Her sister is Cindy. <laughs> but I just love you and thank you for being here. And if you want to find out more, bumperbacks.com, everybody. And we'll be back with more TV8 after this. Welcome to the TV8 Weather Center. Let's take a look at your Sunday. Lots of snow, everybody. Super excited about that. We have a lot of snow. I'm talking 70% chance of snow this afternoon. By 8 a.m., 30 degrees. 34 for your high today. Winds southwest 10 to 5 to 10 miles per hour. Taking a look at the day, cloudy skies mostly throughout the entire day. By noon, 32 degrees, snow showers. By 4 p.m., 33 degrees with more snow showers. And then it will continue on through the night by 8 p.m. and 31 degrees. Right now, as we take a look at your I-70 corridor, going on over to Denver, 45 degrees in Denver, partly cloudy skies, full cloudy skies in Vail with 70% chance of snow showers, 34 for your high. And then in Eagle, 60% chance of snow showers, 40 degrees. Avon, 70% chance of snow showers and 37 degrees. Taking a look at your overnight, 60% chance of snow overnight, 25 degrees for your Low and winds southwest 5 to 10 miles per hour. As we take a look at the week, a little less snow at the beginning, 15% chance of same on Monday, partly cloudy skies with 38 degrees, 29 degrees for your low. By Tuesday, 10 to 10% chance of snow showers, 44 for your high, partly cloudy skies and 33 for your low. By Wednesday, snow comes back, y'all, 60% chance of same. Nice wintry mix, actually, a little rain and a little snow, 44 degrees, 27 degrees, for your low. By Thursday, it's going to be a lot of snow showers, 60% chance, and we have 31 degrees for your high and 13 degrees for your low. 20% chance of snow showers on Friday, 31 for your high and 13 degrees for your low. It's all brought to you by Sun and Ski that's located here in Avon in the Vale Valley where you can get all of the most wonderful things for all your winter needs and all your sports needs for every season of the year. They have clothing, shoes, accessories, goggles, you name it. They have it over there, and we want to send you over there. Tell them that we sent you there from TV8. Get out there and thank your snowcat drivers and your snowplow drivers because they keep us safe and happy on the mountain. Enjoy the rest of the beautiful day, everybody. That's your that's we'll take a look at your weather, and we'll be back with more show right after this. Lens of the Day is brought to you by Eyepieces of Vail and Goggle Bar, serving the Vail Valley for over 30 years. I love this time of morning because I love getting to talk all things at sea and snowboard stuff. And especially if you're going to make your way out there on a day like today where we're going to see that cloud coverage a little bit heavy. It's important that you have the right goggle lens on. So I'm going to talk all things Anon right now. So we've got the Anon Merrick WaveCell helmet. Now this helmet has some really cool technology and it is that WaveCell technology. You can see it through the vents, those nice little green pieces that you see. This is going to help take that compression off of your head and put more of it onto the helmet, making the helmet sturdier and more durable out there on the slopes, which is nice and convenient. Now, some of the great features is there's this perfect little dial on the back, and I really like the noise that it makes as you use it. But this is going to help when you are putting the helmet on to fit it, to make it tighter, or just adjust it to fit your head. 
the best way possible. Now, I've bought it, brought an Anon goggle with me as well. So I've got the Anon M2 series. This is a little bit bigger of a goggle frame. The reason that I chose that is because it's going to fit more nicely with this helmet. So all you have to do to get that goggle lens on, get it close, it snaps right in. All of Anon's stuff is magnetic technology, making it super convenient for you to get out there, ski, ride, enjoy everything. And now let's talk about their magnetic face mask integration. When you're on the slopes and on a day where we might see some snow blow through or whatever the conditions may be, it's really hard when you're jostling with your face mask a lot. So a great way to do that is if it clicks in automatically. So all you have to do, get it close, it snaps right in, and then boom, your face mask is right there. Now the reason that I did this combination is because this goggle as we're going to just, I'm not going to pull the strap over because last time I did that I really struggled. But this goggle fits seamlessly into this helmet right here, which you can see is going to fit in between the top and the sides, meaning that you're going to have no exposed skin between your helmet and your goggles, meaning that you're going to stay nice and warm out there when you're on the mountain. So this is a really great system and it's really great when you can take the same helmet company and transfer it into your goggles only because it's going to give you that seamless compatibility that we all like to see out there on the slopes. Now if you're in the market for a new goggle or some new helmets, well then you can make your way into any one of the great eyepieces of Vail locations. They've got six convenient locations throughout our community. We always recommend if you're going to shop for maybe goggles or a helmet that you make your way to the goggle bar, which is located at the top of Bridge Street. We want to thank Eyepieces of Vail for bringing you this Lens of the Day report this morning. We're going to take a short break and when we come back we've got more of the show. New Year's means new routines, and especially if you have those little ones at home, there's a great show to help you, help your little ones develop those routines, and that's Coco Millen. And I've got Liliana Vasquez joining me, and she has been a force in the TV industry, but you are one who really likes Coco Millen to help with your routines at home. I do. I am a new mom. I'm a first-time mom. Um, I have an 18-month-old, so we are deep in the Coco Melon world, and I have loved it because it's not only a great way for him to learn numbers and sounds and colors, but it's also an amazing opportunity for us to teach and play as a family. We watch it together. We sing the songs in the car together, and I love the Coco Melon community, and we just did an amazing study that found that 74% of parents think that establishing routines with their kids can feel like a battle. I am part of that 74%. <laughs> so I'm so excited to share some of the insight that we found in this amazing study. So let's talk about some of this insight because the statistics behind the help and really the structure that Coco Melon helps form are so prevalent and so there that it's really incredible to see these statistics. It really is, you know, when you think about this, 73% of parents think that their kids can actually learn good habits from characters on TV shows. And more than half of parents actually use songs and nursery rhymes as a tool to help children follow these really good routines. And thanks to Coco Melon and anyone that's ever watched it, there is a song and an episode for every single routine, even the really hard ones like bedtime and bath time. And parents with kids who actually watch Coco Melon are not only more likely to implement successful routines with their children, like brushing your teeth and bath time, but also follow more of them than those that don't watch Coco Melon. So if you are a parent and you are struggling with any of these, 
if you start listening to these Coco Melon songs, like Bath Song, which is a massive favorite among parents, I promise it makes things so much easier. And Coco Melon parents agree with me. They think that Bath is actually one of the easiest routines in their household versus parents that don't watch Bath Song or listen to Bath Song. They think that can actually be one of the more challenging routines. So starting routines with your children, teaching them the songs, teaching them the lyrics can really help set you up for success. Now, there are a lot of shows out there like this that are structured to help kids kind of create those routines and learn. What do you think makes Coco Melon stand out so much from the other ones? Absolutely. Well, great question. I think for me, it's watching my child be able to learn what he's hearing and learn about what he's seeing. It's the colors. It's the tone. It's the inflection. It's the pacing of the show. I mean, I'm somebody that works in television. I know how important pacing is. And this show is really designed to help preschoolers learn. And that's what I love about it. So whether you're listening to the songs or reading the books, the characters are so engaging. They're made simple so that your children can really connect with them. And I think that's what makes Coco Melon so different. And obviously the fact that it's about this opportunity to teach and play as a family and co-watch these shows together or co-learn through the books and reading, it's an amazing opportunity to build, you know, quality time as a family. And I think that's what makes Coco Melon so different. Now, you've talked so much about your personal experience and how this has helped you. Now, what's the number one trick that Coco Melon has really helped you and kind of that little routine that you guys have needed except for the bath time one? Great question. So brushing teeth. I have a toddler who does not like to brush his teeth. I took him to the dentist and she was like, mom, you got to work on it. So what did I do? I literally put on a Cocomelon episode. This is the way we brush our teeth. Brush our teeth is the song that we sing over and over again. And I'm not saying that it has made my child love to brush his teeth because he's difficult and he can have an opinion, but it has made it so much easier. Something about me singing the song takes his mind off of me literally brushing his teeth. And then the best is he's trying to sing it while I'm brushing his teeth and it extends the routine, but I guarantee you my child is gonna go back and visit the dentist and she's gonna be so impressed with the quality of his teeth because we have made toothbrushing so much easier just by listening to This Is The Way. I think that's so incredible and what a great way to build core memories, not only for him as he grows into these routines that are probably going to stick with him with the songs and everything, but a great way for you to build those core memories to hold on to with your child as well. Absolutely. You know, routines can be hard. And I know that at the end of the day, parents are tired, kids are tired. So we want to bring as much goodwill and positivity into these hard routines. And that's an easy thing to do is to establish these routines with these awesome Coco Melon songs. Now, if people are interested in getting involved in the Coco Melon community to help use it to build the child routines at their home, what's the best way for them to find it? Oh my gosh, my favorite way to connect with other parents is via Coco Melon's Instagram or TikTok. There is a community of parents and kids waiting there for you that are like-minded with tons of hacks and tips for really establishing routines and just building a better structure in your own family. And now if people are interested in streaming Coco Melon, where can they find it to stream it? Um, you can find it on YouTube. Which makes it nice and convenient and easy, especially if you're always on the go. And that way you can put it on in the car if you need to. Absolutely. You can find Coco Melon pretty much everywhere at this point. 
Liliana, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us, and thank you for being so genuine and transparent through your parenting journeys. I know that there are some struggles when it comes to this, and so we just want to say that we see you and we appreciate all that you do. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Make sure that if you have a child at home and you're looking to build those routines in a way where it's positive and fun that you check out Coco Melon because it's going to be one of those things that's definitely going to help you improve those bedtime routines, those bath time routines, or those brushing your teeth routines. We're going to take a short break and when we come back we've got more of the show so stay tuned. Thank you so much for tuning in to your Sunday edition of Good Morning Vale. I'm your host, Liz. I had a wonderful time. Thanks again to Debbie Goble, who came in to show us Leo's bumper backs. If you want to get in on all the excitement, just go to Kickstarter and look up bumper backs and get yourselves started on a nice, clean, under-your-sofa experience for your dogs and your kids. Now, this week, tomorrow morning, we're going to have our very own Danielle on the sofa here with Maddie. She's going to let everybody know about all of the great brand new programs that we have coming up on TVA. Two-hour programs starting in the morning and a lot more for you guys. So stick around. Definitely check it out tomorrow morning at 8 in the morning or rather 7 in the morning because it's going to go from 7 to 9 instead of till 8 o'clock. Get out there. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Have a great week. I'm Liz for TV8 Vale. And... Sending you lots of love. Thanks to my guest, Debbie Goble, for coming in. And we'll be here tomorrow for more Good Morning Vale for everybody here. <laughs>